Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Good evening. I'm so glad to be here. <clears throat> and uh, I just appreciate the worship team so much. All their, uh, you know, when we started this church back in 81, Don said to me, I'm preaching, you're singing. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't really do that. And he goes, well, it doesn't matter. I'm preaching, you're singing. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And I think I knew about three songs to play on the piano. And we sang them. In those days, it was like, I won't even bore you with that, that part. But uh, I just appreciate all the work that these young men and women put in to just worshiping the Lord. And so we're just so blessed to, to have their commitment and dedication. And uh, you know what? I was uh, sitting there. I thought of this scripture. Whoops. And honestly... This is my check for the offering. Did I miss the offering? Oh, okay. Because, you know, I'm probably the only one that still puts it in the bucket. And I hold it up and wave it around because I don't know about that giving online. Uh, I, I don't even know how to find it. But I, I'm sure somebody will tell me. And so, anyway, I was thinking about this scripture when I was just sitting there, and it's uh, not going to be on the screen, maybe, but it's Isaiah chapter 43. <clears throat> and it says in verse 18, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, it says, Do not earnestly remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it, know it, and will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so I was just thinking there, uh, while I was standing there, that this is just a little side note, but it says right here, it says, uh, do not remember the former things. <clears throat> well, it doesn't really mean that you're supposed to get, forget the former things. It doesn't mean that you like, don't think about those things and all the wonderful things that God has done, because the Bible says, you know, to rehearse those things in the ears of your children so they will remember what God has done. You know, it says in the book of Deuteronomy that when your kids ask, how did you get here? You have to tell them, well, the Lord delivered us from this. The Lord brought us here. And you rehearse that and rehearse that. You tell them over and over so they'll hear that. So it doesn't say that you never remember what the Lord has done. But I was thinking about this scripture just in a personal note. Uh, you know, sometimes I do think about the past and, you know, I'm just being honest and, you know, I think about, you know, how we started and the things that we used to do and, and uh, you know, I just want to say this about that. You know, you don't want to make those things of the past like an idol. And I mean, it's not like you want to uh, just think about that's the only way it can be. No. God's doing a new thing is what the scripture says. And if we think that, you know, God doesn't change and that we don't change, well, God knows where we are. He knows what season we're in and he's raising up young people. Amen. And uh, so if we only think, oh, I just wish, and listen, I understand this. I'm as guilty as, as others. If we only think that, oh, I wish, you know, we, we did the old songs, you know, well, that was like, those were great for those days. Or, you know, I wish that things were like they were. Listen, we just can't camp on that. They can be, they can be limiting to what God wants to do now. Amen? And we don't want to do that. We want to move forward. We want to go on with the things that God is doing today. 
you know, uh, I, I'm not sure how to relate that, but maybe, you know, if it, you can't always live. Like when I was in uh, high school, which, you know, was in the dark ages or whatever, uh, you know, people that were like, let's use this as an example, like people were just also involved in sports. Well, that was great. But then after they got to high school, they still acted like they were still back in the high school. And it's like, no, you can't live like that. You've got to mature and you have got to grow up. And so, you know, with us, sometimes we just think, oh, I just wish we could do that or I wish we could do that. And those days were good and everything was wonderful. But I am so excited about the young people that are coming up. I mean, you know, like uh, Sunday, uh, Pastor Dave ministered and, and then Cody ministered before that. I mean, we have been so blessed. And then Pastor Josh has ministered on Wednesday night. And, I, you know, I go online and look at all this stuff and I am just so thankful to have men and women of integrity that are coming up, that are speaking the word of God, that are young, and yet they're teaching us the word of God, and they're standing with us in prayer, and they're leading us in praise and worship. How wonderful is that? It's, yes, let's just thank the Lord for that. So we don't want to just, you know, say, make everything a shrine and everything. We want to move on and, and be in the flow with what God is doing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm so thankful for everything and so thankful for all, all that God has blessed us with. And I just believe, you know, the scripture says he's doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? Well, sometimes you can't get it because you're just looking backwards, even in our own life. You know, we, we can't look backwards. You know, you just have to go forward. You can't live life looking in your rearview mirror, like what they say. We just are going to move forward. And so uh, I want to know the move of God. I want to be in the move of God. And even though this year, because I just had my birthday, I'm going to be 72. I'm so thankful that for everything. I'm so thankful to be in the, in the new move of God, whatever he's doing. I just want to be in it. Amen. So we want to be open. And another thing I thought while I was sitting there, this has nothing to do with my message. And so I'm sure they'll tell me when my time's up. That's one thing they do here really well is tell time. <laughs> I mean, because they don't have to actually look at the number. I mean, they just look at numbers and it tells them, right? <laughs> and uh, I, I was thinking this when I, Cody was up here and when the worship team was up there. Now this will just help us all. So I'm sitting in my seat, and so I'm worshiping God, but I'm also just praying. You know how you can do kind of two things at once? You can. And so I'm uh, uh, praying, and I'm praying, oh, God, move through Cody. Oh, God, speak through Cody to us. Oh, God, bring forth that gift of prophecy. Oh, God, stir up that gift that's on the inside of him. Now, church, we need that. We need the gift of prophecy that comes forth that way. Now, some people think it only happens one way, but I can assure you that when we start praying for like the words of prophecy through prayer and through encouragement, as the word says, as we start praying that, then they'll start speaking out these things and they may not even know that that's God but it is God 
God moves in these ways, even in our services. We don't have to have somebody come up and do something and say, this is prophecy. No, let's just get in the flow. Let's all say, oh God, we want to hear from you. Speak to us, God. Whoever's speaking, just speak to us. You know, when our pastor speaks, just speak to us. Oh God, just speak to us. When they're leading worship, God, just speak to us because I don't know about you, but I came to hear from God every time I come to church. Amen. But we just can't sit there and just only receive and receive and receive and receive. We want to be a part. Every one of you came in here tonight and you brought a gift. Everyone, the Bible says that every one of you has a gift. Now, maybe it's just going to start out a gift of exhortation to your neighbor. Like, you know what? God told me to tell you that he is with you and you are going to make it. It's going to be all right. I mean, it's just speaking out, encouraging words and giving a good report. And then it develops and it goes into more of the things that God speaks to you. But you got to start somewhere. Amen. And the Bible says that everyone has been given a gift. It talks about, we're not talking about the gifts tonight, but maybe we are, but everybody has a gift, the Word of God says. Everybody, every one of you in here has a gift from God. Everyone. Romans talks about the gifts. Uh, Corinthians talks about the gifts. And it says that those gifts are given by God and as He wills, but He's given to every man a gift. And it says it's activated by their faith. Well, I'm encouraging you. You have a gift. Step out and start encouraging people around you. Just start encouraging people and let God be God. Let's just, let's just, let's just see what He's going to do and be excited about it. I mean, you know, when we came here, I, I'm not going to dwell on the past, I promise you. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't really know what to do except tell people God is good and he's with you. And that's about all I knew because that's what it, our life had been. And you just start there. Just start somewhere because you have a gift. I don't know. Maybe your gift is, is um, administration. Maybe your gift is prophecy. I mean, there's a lot of kinds of gifts. There's our spiritual gifts, and then there are gifts of administration. There are gifts of teaching, and there's gifts of exhortation, and then there's gifts of healing, and there's gifts of miracles. There are all kinds of gifts scattered out in this body because God doesn't want us to lack anything. He doesn't want us to lack anything, but we've got to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And we, we do, and we will, but sometimes we just need to know what the Word says about it. Amen? Amen? So I'm just thankful for all the young people, for uh, all the words of God that they're bringing forth to us, and I am excited about what God has. It says that He's doing a new thing, and it says here He'll make a way in the wilderness. So that, you know, I've been in wildernesses in my life and maybe you're in one now, but don't get discouraged because he's going to make a way. But I want to tell you what, for me, just personally, for me, one of my greatest wildernesses, this is just only me personally, it's when I am in a wilderness on the inside of myself. When I am dry on the inside. How many know what I mean? Okay. That is the worst wilderness. I'm telling you, I mean, I could, I'd rather have a tiger come and get me. No, not really. <laughs> but 
for me, the worst thing is being dry on the inside. And I believe that if we just are open to what God is wanting to do, if we be open to how God wants to use us, he says he's going to, it goes on to say there in the next verse, in uh, verse 28, it says, the beasts of the field honor me, the jackals, the ostriches. I don't know, I've never seen an ostrich, praise the Lord, but nonetheless. Because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give to my people, a drink to my people. He gives us rivers in the desert, even when we're dry on the inside. And the word of God says in the book of John in the New Testament that the Holy Spirit is going to be in us a river. So he says right here, I'm going to give you rivers in the wilderness. Well, he has given us a river. A river, it says, it will spring up on the inside unto eternal life. But we've got to know he's on the inside of us and what he's in there for is to give us water. It's to revive us when we're dry. I mean, seriously, I don't think there's hardly anything worse than being dry in your relationship with God. I don't know about you, but I want to have an, a, a living relationship with God. I want to be excited about what God is doing. I want to be excited when I look in the Word of God. I want to be able to hear His voice. I want to drive down the street praising the Lord. I mean, I just want to stir up the gift that's on the inside, the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to just wait till I get here. In my home, He's there. He's He's actually in H-E-B. <laughs> He's everywhere you are. And he desires just to fellowship with us, just to talk with us, just to communicate. And I was down in Mexico, um, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before last. And I had a wonderful time. Uh, Pastor Jeff and Pastor Sylvia are doing a great job. And, and the people were so excited. And, and uh, I had at the end of the service, uh, I had preached five times. And at the end of the last service, this guy, he comes up to me and he goes, can you just tell me uh, how do you develop a relationship with God? And uh, his fiance was standing there. And I said, well, how did you get to know her? You know, I said that through my interpreter because I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> so, so then she translated it. And uh, he said, well, I just started talking to her one day. And I said, that's it. <laughs> I mean, it's not a secret. It's not a secret. Just start talking to him. Just start telling him, uh, I love you. Thank you, Lord. Do you know... Uh, I just, I want to see your presence in my life and in the, my family's life and just start talking to him like you do to getting to know somebody. So that's not my subject matter either. Now I see that clock. <laughs> what does that mean? Is that, are you kidding? Well, let's just ignore that clock is what I got to say. <laughs> No, we won't do that. We won't do that. So we're going to pray because we're going to get in the word and we're going to pray fast. No. <laughs> Father, I thank you for the word of God tonight. I thank you, Lord, that it is alive and it is working deep in the deepest parts of our heart. And I thank you, Father, that when you feed people, even though you took just that little lunch, you were able to feed 5,000. And so I just offer up tonight what I have to you, that it would feed all of us, Lord. 
And I thank you that you will stretch it and make it go into every part of our lives that will be enriched by the word of God tonight. So I just thank you, Lord, for your leading and your guiding and your direction. In Jesus' name, and we all said, amen. Amen. Well, they told me that my subject that was faith, that I was supposed to teach on faith. And so I said, okay. So I just wanted to talk about a couple of aspects about it. So when we talk about faith, I'm not talking tonight about what's in your head, uh, just having faith in your head. I'm talking about heart faith. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever been there, but, you know, when you're in a place in your life and you don't know what's going on. Has anybody ever been there? (laughs) Or you're in a place in your life when you uh, don't, you know, you just don't feel anything and what you think is kind of crazy and yet... But yet you go on anyway. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And you know what? That is what I call heart faith, faith of the heart. And then sometimes, you know, we just want to give up. But then we remember what God said. So we keep standing and we stand and we stand. And having done all to stand, we stand. And so, uh, you know, we can do that because we know some of the promises of God. Like, you know, in Philippians 4.19, you know, when you can't pay your bills, I've been there. Philippians 4.19 says, my God will supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. And we know to say that. We also know when we don't feel well that we can say First Peter 2.24, by his stripes we were healed. So we know to say that. We know that up here. But I'm just talking about your heart, the faith in your heart. And the word of God says that every one of you has faith because God has given us faith. He's given us faith. Now, you may not see it, you may not feel it, but even if it's just the faith of a mustard seed, it's going to change everything because this is what the word of God says. Now, I'd like to ask Lemoyne to come up here for just a minute. And I want to apologize ahead of time. No, don't let that scare you. Don't let it scare you. Come over here. Lemoyne and I have been together for centuries. And um, no, but uh, I just want to ask you a question. Um, and the answer is yes. And uh, I want to ask this question. Do you have a brain? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Have you ever seen your brain? No. Have you ever touched your brain? No. Have you ever uh, smelled your brain? No. Okay, those are all the right answers. Thank you. But you believe you have a brain? Yes. I think so. No, no. (laughs) All right. You, You have a brain, right? Yes. Okay, and how do you know that? I mean, is it just by faith? Yes. Yes. Okay, because you haven't seen it, you haven't touched it, you haven't smelled it, you haven't heard it, you know, so to speak. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Didn't he do a great job? (laughs) So, you believe you have a brain, right? You believe by faith. It's by faith you believe you have a brain, even though you have not seen it. So that just tells us that you have faith for the invisible. You haven't ever seen it. You can't touch it. I mean, you, you, you believe it's there. You see the evidences of it, but you are believing by faith you have a brain. 
So you see, we all have the ability to believe in what we can't see. And the word of God says that there is an invisible realm and there is a realm that we cannot see. There's the realm that God inhabits and then there's just this natural realm of things that we do see. But we are so blessed because we are able to see the spirit realm. We're able to believe by faith and believe that things are happening in our life. And uh, so when we talk about heart faith, you have faith. You have faith faith. You have it. Don't say, I don't have faith for that. You have faith. And faith grows. The Word of God says that faith grows. It's not that you once get it and then that's where you are. No, it continues to grow. My husband used to say that you have to believe for the shoestring and then you learn to believe for the shoe. And so you start where you are. You just start believing God for things that you need. And so, uh, but I want to say this about heart faith. I'm talking about faith that our objective is just not things. See, we're moving from just having our needs met. Now we're, we're moving to another realm of faith that comes from the heart. And so it's, Listen, if you're only using your faith to believe God to pay your light bill, and you should believe for that, but if he doesn't pay your light bill on the 15th, you can get very disappointed in God. So if you're only believing for stuff, you will have some disappointments in life. Now, I'm not speaking negative over you. I'm just telling you that is just the truth of the matter. Now, fortunately for us, we've been given the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, which is creative. The word of God says that it's alive and it's creative. And so we speak the word of God out of our mouth and it creates and it changes situations and it changes us and it changes the people around us. But it's not faith is just not for stuff. I, I need faith in my relationship with God to keep growing in my relationship, to have revelation every time I look into the word of God. It says in Psalms, open thou my eyes that I may behold wondrous things from thy law. So I believe when I get in the word of God, I'm going to see things that are going to stir me up on the inside. We need faith. We need faith, not just for things, but maybe you have a bad temper and you need faith so that God is changing you. Maybe you have a habit of overspending and maybe that's an area you need to release your faith in that you'll not do that anymore. But you'll have enough to to give to God's work and for the missions and other things that I know you want to do. But it's faith is not just for stuff. I wish I could have said that in a little more profound. But anyway... <laughs> I, I don't want you to be disappointed, but I, I want you to know that you have faith. Now, I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving. And, uh, well, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. And I did look at uh, turkeys at the HEB and the ones in the freezers. <laughs> just kidding. And so, uh, and so, And I'm thinking about, you know, what I'm going to do. My daughter invited me there. And, you know, I'm not sure what we're going to do. We may not be in town. 
Anyway, but I do know this. Normally, when I'm having Thanksgiving at my house, this is what I do. I have this china, and it's beautiful. I have this china that... Um, I don't know, we got several years ago and it has little roses all over it and it has a little gold thing around the edge and, and it is so beautiful. And I have 12 uh, settings of that because I think that they were on sale or something. And so, um, but I, I haven't seen them since, uh, well, I don't know. could have been last year sometime, I'm not sure. Okay, so I have this china and, and I love this china. And I, I really like it so much that I even bought this white quilted thing. And inside the white quilted thing comes pieces of styrofoam. And so when I wash it and I put it away, because you can't put it in the dishwasher, you have to hand wash it. And so I put it away and I put a piece of styrofoam on top of every plate. And then I put in another plate and a piece of styrofoam. And then I have this square thing that has these little cardboard cutouts. And that is where you put your cups and you put your cups in there. And then you zip it up and then you put it away and then I'll, I'll not see it. Uh, I probably am not going to see it till Christmas the way my Thanksgiving's going. And so... Uh, but what, we only use it that, those three times a year. Now, sometimes that's the only time people use their faith. They put it away or they put their Bible away. And then a crisis comes like that. And then they get out their Bible. They may have to dust it off because, you know, they put it away. Kind of like my dishes. But then they get them out, and they get it out, and then maybe they hasn't been used since last year. And so, so this is what I did about four or five months ago. I went and I bought me these white china plates that are three, they cost $3 a piece. I have four of them. So I can't have more than four people <laughs> on these white china plates. And I use them every day. I use them every day, every time we sit, because I am one of those old-fashioned people that I still cook dinner. We have dinner. We sit down. Some nights we have candlelight. I know, there's just two of us, but it's fun. But I use the white china plates. I mean, I, I really don't think that my husband would care if they were paper plates. He just wants to have dinner. But the thing is... That's the way our faith should be. We should be able to use our faith every day. It doesn't have to be put away and not use it again until the next crisis happens. Let's decide that we're going to use our faith every day, every day. We're going to use it. We're going to just use it, and then we're going to put it out the next day. And my daughter, Amy, actually, she does sometimes use paper plates, but... That's all right. Because our faith has to be used. The word of God says, Hebrews 10, 38, the just shall live by faith. You see, faith is a lifestyle. It's not just for emergencies. The word of God says we're to live our faith. And faith grows. The word of God says in 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 3, it says that your faith is growing exceedingly. He was so happy to hear their faith was growing. But in the scripture, it says that your faith works by love. So these are the two points I wanted to make tonight. 
don't let your faith be like just good china. Use it, okay? Use your faith. And number two, faith works by love. Now, we're going to close on this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I really have more I want to say, but... So we say, well, what do you mean it works by love? I'm walking in love. Well, this is how I check myself because I have to check myself. If things are really hard in my life and things aren't really going too well, I've got to see what is this, Lord? And this is where I check first. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. And I read it from the Amplified. It says, love endures long and is patient and kind. I want to start right there. I want to stop right there. Patient. Well, I have to say that I'm pretty patient. Now, remember, we're checking ourselves. I'm checking myself. I, I'm pretty patient most of the time. It's hard to get me too impatient. And kind, okay. I try to be kind. And, you know, hopefully I, I have that. I don't have such a problem with not being kind. The next part, love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. Well, no, I don't, I don't, ha- I don't think I have envy uh, you know, I feel pretty content in my walk with God and, you know, I think all my needs are met. So I feel, you know, I, I'm not real envious and I'm not boiling over with jealousy. Uh, trust me, I've been there, but I'm not there tonight. Okay, now, verse five. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. Well, I'm, I don't think that's true. I, I'm so thankful for what God has done. I just, I just want to give him thanks all the time. So far, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> okay. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. And I want to say this before I say that. Forgive me if I've been rude. I uh, haven't meant to be in any way, shape, or form because I don't like rudeness. Um, let's go on. So, so far, we're Okay. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. Well, I don't usually, you know, I'll give in. I don't have a problem giving in. Uh, It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. Well, I'm not really touchy. I don't know, are you touchy? I I hope that's not one of yours, but, you know, if it is, own it. Uh, (laughs) That's what you have to do. You just have to own it. <laughs> the next part says it takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Uh-oh. In one translation it says it does not hold a grudge. Uh-oh. I'm just being open. You know, I try to not hold a grudge. I try to let everything go. You know, and sometimes for me, to be perfectly honest, if somebody says something negative about my kids, I really have a hard time with that. I'm sorry. I'm just a mom. And so, uh, you know, that's how moms can be. But it says, does not hold a grudge. Now, what did we say? Faith works by what? Love. It's just not a matter of, you know, all the scriptures in the Bible. You could even memorize the whole Bible and speak the whole Bible. That is not going to help you if you do not walk in love. That's what the Bible says, walking in love. And so this one, it gets me almost every time it trips me up. And, and I, so let's read on. 
Okay, page number six, verse six. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. I do love that one. I do believe in right and truth prevailing. Verse seven, love bears up under anything and everything that comes along is ever ready to believe the best of every person. That one's hard for me too, a little bit. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. Love never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for all the other gifts, they will cease. But love, love will always, always be what we need to walk in for our faith to be activated. Amen? And people say, well, I walk in love. Okay, great. I'm happy for you. I'm not envious or jealous. I'm not boiling over with those things. But this is how we can ask ourselves. We can't just say we're walking in love. It has an action. And this is an action. We can look in this scripture and we can look at our lives. And you know, the good thing about this is, as I'm closing... The good thing about this is that all we have to do is just repent. We just repent. His mercies are new every morning. Amen? Every morning, the scripture says. Every morning. So, tonight we've learned that faith is of our heart and we have to use it. And to activate it, we walk in love. Amen? And we can check ourselves on our love walk just by reading that scripture. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.